in your sight, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. The day is surely drawing near when God's Son, the Anointed, shall with great majesty appear as judge of all appointed. All mirth and laughter then shall cease when flames on flames will still increase as Scripture truly teaches. You just sang it. Do you believe it? That judgment day is coming soon. It's drawing near that day when the sun will be darkened and the moon will not give its light, when the stars will fall from the sky and the heavenly bodies be shaken. I'm quoting there the verse that's just before our text in Mark chapter 13, where Jesus is quoting the prophet Daniel talking about judgment day and what's going to happen. And then Jesus starts our text by saying, on that day... Everyone's going to see him, Jesus, coming with the clouds, with, with, with the great power and majesty and glory and the angels swooping throughout the earth, collecting us up from wherever we are. The day is coming. And then Jesus says, when? Soon. He uses the picture of the, the fig tree. Right? He, he, think about that for a second. He, he says, look at the fig tree. When you see the, the, the sprouts coming up, when you see it greening up, you can tell, right? I mean, it's not rocket science. You guys figure out when the seasons are changing, right? You see the signs. You can tell. It's easy. You know what happens that leads you to believe, hey, winter's next. And, and there's coming spring, and, and, and here's summer. We can feel it, Right? And Jesus says, so too, with with Judgment Day. Look at verse 29. He says, even so, so just like you can see the fig tree and know summer's coming, even so, when you see these things happening, you know that it, Judgment Day, is near, right at the door. When you see these things. So Mark 13, basically the whole thing, is Jesus answering the question of the disciples about the end. What are going to be the signs? When is it coming? All of that. And Jesus gave them the signs. You're probably familiar with those, right? You've heard of them. There will be wars and rumors of war. There will be people uh, 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 deceiving in the name of God. There will be famines and, and earthquakes and families being torn apart and persecution. When you see these things, he says, you know. It's, it's coming soon. <clears throat> and that's not really a surprise, is it? I mean, think about even people who don't know God. If you tell them, hey, this world is broken and breaking, that makes sense, right? They get that. They feel that. We can tell that there's just something wrong, right? This world is, is messed up. It's baked into the way things go, right? I mean, think of Ecclesiastes, that, that book of wisdom literature written probably by Solomon, the, the wisest man who ever lived. In there, there's that passage that says, God set eternity in the heart of man, right? We we get that. Deep down, everyone knows there is something bigger, something better. When things go wrong, we're, we understand. 
that's just, that's just this world. It's breaking. It, it, it's broken. But God's word has good news for you today. The end is coming. Yeah, I call that good news. This is all going to be destroyed. Hallelujah, right? The junk will be gone. It's good news. Even, even think of the picture that Jesus uses. And this one kind of struck me this time going through this. When Jesus says, look at the fig tree, he doesn't say, when you see the leaves turning brown and falling off, you know winter is coming. He doesn't say that. He doesn't say, you know the tree is dying when you see those things. He says, when you see it greening up, when you see the sprouts coming, you know that summer is near. The fruit is coming. Life. Right? The, the figure of the fig tree is not the death. It's the life. And so, too, with this last day that is coming. It's not about death. This coming of Jesus that we're watching for, that's life. Jesus is returning to give us life. The life that he won for us by dealing with our death. He suffered the the effects of sin on this world in his body. He took the destruction and the decay and the disease and the death that our sins bring so that he could rise. He rose from the dead to give us life, to promise us that when he comes back, when he comes back on Judgment Day, it is good news. It is to give us life. So watch for that day with earnestness. And I know watching and waiting doesn't always sound like a lot of fun. I mean, you you heard it in the children's sermon. They said they didn't like that. And Jesus kind of stresses that with the other story he tells, right? He he says there's, there's a servant who's waiting for the master of the house to come home, and he has to wait all night long. He doesn't know when he's coming, so he's got to be ready. And Jesus goes through every watch of the night, at evening, at midnight, when the rooster crows, at dawn. Can you imagine that? Just sitting there and waiting all night just so that you're ready for when the guy gets there so you can open the door. How boring, right? Think of the last time you tried to stay up all night. Maybe you got to go way back to college and it was the all-nighter for the, the paper. Or, or maybe you were, you were driving through the night. Either way, you had something to at least focus your attention on. But, but still, it wasn't easy. You, you had to prepare for it, right? I know for me, it was going down to the gas station and getting a couple cans of Jolt Cola. Anyone remember Jolt? All the sugar and twice the caffeine. That is a beautiful tagline. But, but anyway, you, know, you had to be ready for it, right? You had to, you had to prepare in order to be able to, to just stay up. So as you watch for the end, watch with, with earnestness, Jesus says. Because <clears throat> you've seen the movies, right? You know what happens when people are trying to break into the supposedly secure location, right? It's the, it's the plot of how many different movies, right? And they have their plans, and they're going to do this, this. They're going to get the thing. They're going to go out. But, but there's always that security guard. Thankfully, in, in the movies, the security guards are always comically inept. So instead of doing what he's supposed to be doing, he's, you know, watching the game instead of the 
security monitors. He's, he's got his feet up and kind of dozing a little instead of paying attention. He, he, he's distracted by the pretty woman or he's going to get another cupcake from, the, from the, the break room and so they get in, right? If that security guard would have known that the crime was happening at that time, he would have been ready. He, he wouldn't have let it happen. But what happens? He gets used to things going the way things normally go. And so he wasn't ready. Not too hard to apply, is it? It's pretty easy to get used to things going the way things normally go and to forget about what we're waiting for. To forget about what what really matters. So how are we doing in that? Are you watching for the end with earnestness? Or are you getting used to the way the world just works? You can test it by looking at how you deal with the signs of the end, right? When you see things that demonstrate that our world is breaking and broken, when when you see your world kind of becoming a mess, how do you react? Do you get upset? Do you get frustrated with with the people that, that maybe you think are causing that? Or... Do you let that pique your attention and draw your eyes to Jesus and say, oh yeah, that's supposed to happen because the world is breaking and broken. And Jesus is coming soon. So I get to be what Jesus has left me here to be, right? That light in this dark world. I get to show love where, where there is hatred. I, I get to, to show forgiveness where there are grudges. I, I get to bring peace where there is strife and, and kindness where there's selfishness. As you're waiting for the end and you see the signs, let them help you to to watch for the end with with earnestness. Even more, take it to the next level. Watch for the end with, with eagerness. So in other words, it's not just a matter of being ready, but being active, right? I like history, American history especially, I listened to a couple of podcasts when the new episodes come out about things that happened hundreds of years ago, and, and for that, I have been called nerdy. My defense, I listen at 1.7 speeds, so it's not as nerdy, right? Maybe? Or does that make it worse? Anyway, there was one talking about uh, the dark day in New England, May 19th, 1780, so some, some important things going on in our country about in that time. But there was one day where the, the sun seemed to lose its power to shine. You, you read some of the, the, uh, the accounts of, of eyewitnesses, and, and the sun was out. They could see the sun, but they couldn't see by the sun. So you try to read in, in sunlight, and, and you couldn't even, because it was, it, was, it was like dimmed. Now, Later on, they look back and figure that it was some wildfires in Canada that took out so much of their timber that that's what actually caused it. But, but the people in New England did not know that. They were freaking out. They were convinced that it was the last day. Judgment Day was there. And, and actually, the Connecticut legislature was in session that day. Um, and you can read the minutes. The, uh, uh, someone obviously panicked, worried about this, this Judgment Day thing, made a motion to adjourn because of what was going on. And that's when the the legislator from Stamford, Abraham Davenport, said this. 
He said, gentlemen, the day of judgment is either approaching or it is not. If this is not the great day, we are foolish and alarmed. And if it is, I wish to be found by my maker doing my duty. I ask, therefore, that candles be lighted and that we proceed with the work at hand. As we watch for the end, what do you want to be doing when he comes? Yeah, yeah, we want to be ready, but, but Jesus gives us the, the privilege of also being active. He, he gives us a purpose. We're not here just to sit and wait. Vicar read the, that reading from Jude, and Jude talked about that a little bit, what we should be doing while we're reading. Let, let me reread one of those lines. He said, Be merciful to those who doubt. Save others by snatching them from the fire. You know what he's talking about, right? Jesus coming back is good news for us who believe, right? It means life. But for those who don't believe, it's an eternity of hellfire. That's not good news. So how does that truth impact your activity as you wait for Jesus' return, as you watch for his coming? I hope it inspires a whole lot of activity for him. I mean, think about it. If you saw a car accident and, 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 and you see the, 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 the man in the front seat slumped over the steering wheel with the airbag all deployed and it looks like he's unconscious and then you notice some flames coming up from under the, the hood, what do you do? If you wait for 911 to get there, chances are the flames will spread, we'll get to the gas tank, and boom, it's all over for that guy. What do you do? I don't know about you, but I, I could not just stand there and watch. I, I'd have to go. You go. You, you help him. You get him out of there before it's too late, right? I mean, there's no way I could stand by and, and, and just watch him go up in flames. The day is surely drawing near when... Jesus, God's anointed. Jesus is coming back for judgment, and that means life for us, but fire for those who don't believe. So how does that impact how I act? What am I going to do about that person that is, who knows how long away from a fiery explosion? Is there a family member that really needs to see your example of love and forgiveness before they'll even think of doing something that might lead to a relationship with God? Is there a neighbor you could invite to, to, to church or, or even better, to Bible information class so that you've got something you can talk about that really matters? Is there a coworker you know who is stuck in that burning car of living for this world's pleasures. Watch for his coming with earnestness. The judge is coming soon. As we watch, we have motivation to, to be active. Right? I mean, think of it this way. Are you familiar with how soccer timing works in professional soccer? 
It's two 45-minute halves, but at the, at the end of, you know, the, the clock runs up to 90 minutes. When the clock gets to 90 minutes, you would think that's the end of the game, right? But, but no, that's when the referee puts extra time on to kind of make up for any stoppages of play through, throughout. But that extra time doesn't get put up on the clock and, and run out. It's just on the, the ref's watch. And he decides when the game is actually over, when he, when he blows that, that whistle. And in the meantime... Everybody else is waiting, right? I've seen it where it seems to keep going on and on, and, and, and the fans and, and the, the coaches and the, and the players are yelling at the ref, come on, man, blow the whistle, end this thing. But until he does, you can't just stand there and watch him and wait because that's not going to turn out well for your team. What do they do? You, you play hard all the way up until the end, and then when the whistle blows, then that's, that's relief, Friends, the whistle will be blowing soon, right? The, the signs are all around us. Jesus has declared it. You, you feel it. The end is near. So watch for it. Be ready and be active in Christ. Amen. Now may the peace of God that passes all understanding keep your hearts and minds through faith in Christ Jesus. Amen. Let's rise. And we will confess our faith using the words of the Apostles' Creed, printed on page 10 in the bulletin. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From there he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Christian Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. You may be seated as we take this opportunity to give our gifts.